Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello, welcome to Stand Out, the podcast all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. My name is Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. We're niching down again this episode and exploring the world of photo organizing. Today's guest spent 20 plus years managing a photography business and now runs Mariposa Photo Organizing in Highland Park, Illinois. Bonnie Hillman Shea is a certified photo organizer and helps her clients organize, edit, and back up their printed and digital photo and video collections, as well as create photo books, online photo galleries, and other ways of sharing their photos. She wants her clients to have access to their family photo treasures so they can enjoy them, manage them, and share them with generations to come. Bonnie has been featured in numerous publications and presentations for live audiences on teleseminars and webinars. Bonnie is a member of NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, and APO, the Association of Personal Photo Organizers. Bonnie, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here. We have actually not talked about photo organizing yet, which is crazy because I know it's a growing industry. It's a needed industry, especially since technology is changing the way we take photos, the way we store photos. It's all changing very fast. I'm sure you have to stay on your toes. Absolutely. Especially with the technology side of it, Sarah, you're right. Absolutely. Okay, so let's let's dive in. Let's talk about how you got into photo organizing. I know you ran a photography business. Did you see the need for photo organizing? How are you inspired to kind of pivot yourself in your career a little bit? Great. So back in 2007, I chose to divorce my husband. We're both still very good friends, but just needed to go our separate ways. And since he was the artist and the creative person, and I was more the business manager working on the photos, I needed to come up with my own business or my own career because he was going to keep the photo business. So because I was born with the organizing gene and my whole world, my whole life, people have said, Bonnie, you're so organized. I decided, thank goodness NAPO was around, and I discovered NAPO and residential organizing as a whole business opportunity. And so I opened up my own company to be a residential organizer. The first client that I worked with, Sarah, we went through the whole house, you know, room by room, as you know, and we came across that closet. We opened it up and it was filled with VHS tapes, printed photos, thumb drives, discs, movie film, the whole, you know, the whole gamut. And this client said, can you help me with all of this? And a light bulb went off in my head because I had just worked for 20 plus years telling people stories through event photography. And I said, Sue, you are the winner. Yes, I can help you with your photo <laughs> organizing. So right then and there, I was a residential organizer and added the specialty of photo organizing to what I offered through the next coming years. So that's how it came to me. And I'm very grateful for my DNA for the organizing part. And then my experience in the photo world that I could be, you know, very verbal and very available to help people with their photo collections. 
I love that. And I noticed, so your business name is Mariposa Photo Organizing. So first, tell us what that means. And then also, did you pivot from being a residential organizer to only focusing on photo organizing? Or is it still just a specialty for you, but you still offer other services? Okay. So first about Mariposa, both my daughters are dual language in Spanish and English. And so that when they were learning Spanish in grade school, I heard the word Mariposa and Mariposa, it just sort of flows off my tongue and I just love it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not fluent in Spanish. Mariposa, as many of you might know, is butterfly in the Spanish language. And so I love the word. I love butterflies. And I just wanted to have a business name that was a personal connection to me that I wanted to have, you know, as my logo and all that. But also, Sarah, I liked the symbolism of a butterfly because I help my clients transform their lives, sort of how the caterpillar goes into the cocoon and then comes out as a butterfly transformed. So I just sort of like that sort of warm and fuzzy piece of what butterfly and mariposa is going to mean to my clients. So that was how I chose it. And then your other question was residential versus photo organizing. So I've been in business for 12 years and I did residential organizing until about two years ago. I loved it. It was fabulous. And I had lots of clients. But after 10 years, the physicality of it, as I'm getting up in my age, was taking its toll. And in addition, the photo world is just blossoming because people are realizing between their digital and their printed photos, they're overwhelmed and don't know what to do. So it's sort of a double edge that I need to lighten my physicality of what I'm doing, but there's the need in the photo world as well. So now I'm only doing photo organizing. I'm not doing residential organizing, but obviously I'm still a member of NAPO. In fact, I'm a dual citizen in NAPO. Yes. I'm a general organizer member and a business, what do we call them now? I forget now, business partner as well. So, but just photo organizing is my niche. I love that, listener. So you pivoted because there was a need and also because your body was talking to you and saying, Bonnie, we need to figure this out. We Let's stay in the home. Let's stay helping people in some way live better, more thoughtful lives. And so what you do is you, and I love, I was reading on your website too, you kind of feel like you're a detective and you also have that organizing gene. And so now you get to marry that because, and explain us this, I, I know nothing about photo organizing, but Talk to us about the process of that detective work. Do you need to get the client heavily involved in identifying people in photos? Or what if the client doesn't want to be involved? They just kind of want you to take care of it for them. Tell us what that is like. So I always tell my clients, like when I have the first phone call with them, you know, when they call me and so many of my clients just find me via Google, you know, it's not even through people they know because they're just so overwhelmed and unknown about how do I do something with my photos. But when I have that first phone call, Sarah, with them, I tell them that I'm very flexible in how I work because I know they've never addressed this kind of project. So they're not quite sure how it really is going to play out, what the process is all about. And, you know, and I haven't worked with them before either. So we're going to take one step at a time and figure out what makes the most sense for them where their minds are, where their time is available, et cetera. So I just tell them right up front that it's very flexible and we will work step by step. 
And I work with clients sort of in both ends of the spectrum. Some people say, Bonnie, I have no time. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm traveling. I'm working, whatever. I want to give this to you. You take it to your studio, work your magic and bring it back when you're done. Right? So they're hardly involved. Then there's other clients that say, Bonnie, I want you to go down memory lane with me because I know that's what's really going to happen when we're going through our boxes and boxes of printed photos and albums. And so I go and I work with them, let's say once a week, once every other week, we have a three hour session and we're at their dining room table or kitchen table together, doing it together. So I'm sort of their buddy, their accountability partner and going down memory lane with them. And then obviously there's a combination in the middle. You know, some people can start with me, then they have me do some of it. And then I come back and we work together as well. So very flexible and, you know, depending on the client's availability and interest, you know, we, we make it work for them. So then how does that work if they want you to kind of take it off of their, their plate? How do you figure out who's who in the photo? And then, yeah, I guess let's start there. <laughs> exactly. So like, like you already mentioned detective, and that's what I love to be as a detective, What I do is I will have an initial session with them, which is three hours long, which I tell them right up front because I will come to their house. They'll give me a tour of their collection. And I'm going to dive deep probably more about printed photos, Sarah, because that's my niche that I'm doing more of now versus the digital because those are so precious and people are really overwhelmed when they have 40 boxes of photos and they haven't looked at them in 30 years. But anyway, so I have an initial three-hour session with them where we'll get a tour of their collection so I get a sense of what they have. I'll dive deeper with them to understand their hopes and dreams of what they want delivered, what they want at the end, who the audience is, because you need to know, is it just, you know, Sue, I'll just say Sue, for example, and her husband, or do they have kids? Do they have grandkids, siblings? So I want to really get a sense of the audience. And then I do need her to tell me, well, who's who? So we might get a family tree or I might start, you know, drafting a family tree and she'll show me pictures of her when she was a little girl, when she was in high school and now current and the same with their kids, just so I can sort of build a database in my mind, my detective mind of the players, the family and what they looked like. And I know that one of my secret tools that's going to help out that I want to mention to all my colleagues on this call is that facial recognition in our technology world is fabulous. Mm -hmm. So I can give my computer a digitized version of my client as a baby and a six-year-old and a 62-year-old, and it works its magic to go find all of the other photos in the collection that are that person. Not perfect, but it's getting better every day. So that really helps me be a detective. I know enough information to start, but the computer will help me even expand on that. Wow. So is your process where do you start scanning all of their photos into your computer so you can start that detective work? Or are you handling a lot of the photos? And are clients asking you to keep them printed photos or are you giving them all the different options of digitizing them? How involved can this get? It can get very involved, and I basically explain to clients that my general process, which we customize for their specific interests and needs, but the basic process is we want to take their collection of printed photos, either loose in boxes or maybe in some albums or a combination of that. We want to go through them. We want to organize them chronologically, because I really think as human beings, 
we love our stories that are chronological. You know, you see your baby when it's born, and then now you can see them until they're 43 years old, which is what they are today. So I like chronology of a family story. So we put them in chronological order, and sometimes it's exactly in chronological order. Sometimes it's a kind of, sort of, which is fine. You know, it's hard to know sometimes. And then we want to edit. And I always emphasize to my clients, I want them to focus on quality over quantity. Because if we had 30,000 photos that we scanned and organized, that's so overwhelming and it dilutes their story. I really like them to do the highlights and the best of the best that really tells their story and that feels more manageable and not as overwhelming. So we've put them in chronological order, we've edited down to the best quality ones, and then we scan them. And I now outsource that, I used to scan, but I really want technology to be elsewhere in my world, and so I have scanning companies here in Chicago that do that work. And then when I get those scans, that's when I get on my computer and do the facial recognition software, and we do all the other data entry stuff, which I can describe later if you wish. But just to give you that sort of the general picture of how a printed photo client project will run. Are you finding that your clients tend to be in the baby boomer age because of technology and the way our younger generations are snapping photos and storing them? Or is it really just a variety of age groups? It's a wide variety of age groups. Because they're sort of the people that are so overwhelmed with the digital world. You know, they have seven devices and 50,000 photos and they're not (laughs) backed up and it's just overwhelming. Even though they're technologically pretty savvy, not in the photo realm. So I have some of those clients. Most of my clients, because I'm niching more in the printed photo world, are the baby boomers and people that are empty nesters, that have grown kids, that are grandparents. and I really love working with those people in particular because they're looking at a retrospect of their lives through their photos and leaving a legacy for their kids and their grandkids. And that's the gift that I think is for what they are going through. And I love that gift. They just will keep on giving to them and their family. We are going to take a quick break, but I want to dive in deeper with Bonnie on technology, equipment. She mentioned that she outsources her scanning. We'll take a quick break. We come back. We're going to dive into all of that. The National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals is proud to offer NAPO University courses in various formats to accommodate different learning styles and further your education when and how you wish. For the entire course catalog, visit napo.net slash education. And to join NAPO, visit napo.net slash join. Okay, we are back with Bonnie talking all about the photo organizing industry. All right, Bonnie, so you now outsource the scanning. Is there anything else that you outsource within your day-to-day job so that you can get your job done more efficiently and faster and stick to doing the stuff that you love? Or is that really the only thing that you need to outsource? No, I do outsource some other items. Many of my families have either movies, you know, in like 16 Mm. millimeter Super 8 format or VHS tapes or beta tapes. And so to me, that's part of the story as well. So I outsource those being digitized as well. And then I also, I've designed photo books on occasion, but I really love some of my colleagues who do this day in, day out. And so if a client wants 
uh, photo book of their kids for their kids' graduation or for a trip they took or whatever other chapter of their life, I work with my colleagues to have them actually design the photo book themselves. And I guess I want to, if I can suggest a general piece of advice to the colleagues who are listening to this podcast, I have found in the 12 years that I've been in the organizing business, whatever version of organizing it was, I find the more that I can niche, the more confident that I am, the more expertise I can gain. And I think it's more easily for me to find the people who would be my clients. When you offer 20 million kinds of things, it's harder to feel like an expert in all of those realms and to make sure you're finding the clients and they're finding you. So I think that's what outsourcing some of these chunks of the photo organizing world helps me with is that I can really keep to what I'm passionate about and the most experienced in and the most fun right now. And I think it's kind of like a win-win because once you outsource these other items, you not only get to, like you said, stick to what you're most passionate about, but would you say it also helps you to be able to help more clients at one time? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So that's great. So how many projects can you handle now at one time? Do you try to keep on your on your active project list, would you say? I usually have about a half a dozen right now. And that includes some that I have all the boxes and boxes of photos here in my studio because I'm doing the work on my own. Also, yesterday, I just went to my scanning company and picked up the big project that they had just scanned and converted videos. So I have that to take to the next step. And then I have three of those six clients right now are people who I'm working with every other week. We're still sorting through their photos and um, going through the process before they're ready to be scanned. So it's a mixture. And I like that because I can do a lot of work at home in chunks of time, but I also have plenty of work outside the home to give me variety and work with the clients in their place. I feel like I'm not alone in wondering this. What do you have to do if you want to be a photo organizer to protect yourself in case any accidents happen with the photo? Has anything like that happened to you? How does an organizer protect themselves from anything that may happen to something printed that's not really replaceable? Right. And that's always been talked about, you know, by me and my colleagues in the photo organizing world because we are working with precious items that are not replaceable unless the client happens to have the negatives elsewhere. So number one, that's why I try to work as quickly as I can whenever I have everything in my possession so that I can turn them around and get them back. And that's why I also focus on quality over quantity so that we narrow down the quantity so that it's safer as well. And then What I'm really telling my clients as part of this whole process of working with a printed collection and having it digital is that that's the backup. If anything should happen to the printed photos, we now have a backup of every single photo that we just scanned and we're going to, you know, have it multiple places. So it's sort of, you know, that's the beautiful part of digital. Sarah, another thing is a lot of us in the photo organizing world, we have like fire safe boxes in our homes so that we can keep all of the external hard drives at least in a fire safe area besides offloading onto the cloud as well. So a lot of different levels of security to idealize the security of the collections. But yes, there is some risk, but fortunately I've never had anything happen. 
it's just part of the, right. the business. Right. So when you outsource the scanning, what is the process of getting those photos to the scanning company? Do you drive it there personally? I do. Yeah. It's in the next suburb and I specifically choose to get you something local so that I can have a nice relationship with them and that I'm close to them and they're close to me. And then also your question reminded me, I had a woman who I've known for years, but they moved to Seattle about 15 years ago. So our kids haven't been in touch since then, but she wanted me to work on her photos. And I said, well, Lynn, you'll have to ship them to me. And that makes me nervous, you know, shipping. She said, that's fine. That's fine. So she did. So I don't have that many clients to do that because I think that's adding sort of one slight layer of risk. <laughs> yes. But she was willing to do it. It was more important that I do it for her than she find a local person. And then I did tell her humorously that, well, you know, I might just need to personally deliver these to you when we're done. There you <laughs> I'll go. I'll come and visit you. <laughs> you know, so, you and know, hold on to them very uh, tightly on the plane. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and what she did was she shipped stuff in multiple boxes. So if God forbid anything happened, we'd only lose a portion of it. So that was a very smart move, I thought, on her place. But shipping works too, right? Right, right. So do photo organizers, both if you're niched down into printing or technology, what sort of equipment should an organizer prepare themselves to invest in? And what kind of financial commitment is that? So, you know, it obviously depends on how much technology you will need. Even though I'm in the printed world, I do need technology. A, to just do my business and administrative stuff just for my own business. Mm -hmm. And then for my clients' projects, right, that I'm working on. You know, there's PCs and there's Macs. And some clients will use PC, some use Macs. Some of my colleagues only use PC or Mac, but I really suggest that it often is really helpful to be bilingual, as I call it, that you know how to use a Mac and a, you know, a PC. Obviously, with phones, it's the same way, you know, Apple phone versus Android. So that sometimes can up how much you have to invest in equipment, as if you're both sides of the coin. If you're only PC or only Mac, that helps a little bit. I did buy my own professional industrial strength scanners because I started scanning and I'm thrilled that I had that experience. I'm just not doing that for my clients now. I'll use them for my own use. But I would say you need really high quality scanners if you're going to do that. It can't be just one that you buy at Best Buy that just, and I'm not knocking Best Buy, but just a consumer. You really want top quality when you're creating digital versions. Sure. And I guess software, you know, there's different tools, right? I have a lot of different tools to help me edit photos, to help me add data to my photos, to color correct if I need to do some of that. So that's also some of the expense. And lots of post-it notes, because when you're working on printed photos, Sarah, you never have too many post-it notes because I just am always slapping each photo with information that I know about it to add to my detective work. Gotcha. So that helps too. If a listener is just so excited about what you've been talking about, but they don't have the 20 plus years working in the photography and video industry, where can they go to get education on pivoting their career or starting this career from nothing? Well, as you mentioned, I am a certified organizer, photo organizer with APPO, A-P-P-O, which is the Association of Professional Photo Organizers that's been around, I think we just celebrate our 10 year anniversary or birthday. 
So that's a great source, just like you may have reached out to NAPO members to learn or to collaborate with. APO has the whole expertise of photo organizing and they have, you know, webinars, they have podcasts, you know, we have an annual conference every year, which people can come to. So there's a great opportunity to learn stuff. And some people, if they want to get knowledgeable just about Apple, where photos are, you know, the, the topic, go to an Apple store or go to Apple, you know, website, and you can, you know, learn some photo stuff there as well. Are there any other questions that maybe I didn't ask you because I don't know what I don't know that a listener might get value from within your industry and being a photo organizer? Yes. So a couple suggestions because if somebody's listening and they've never done anything with photos and they never even knew about this or never, you know, it never crossed their mind, believe it or not, a great way to try it or to see what it feels like is to organize your own photo. <laughs> Great suggestion. And that could be, you know, if your parents have the boxes and boxes of printed photos and albums, you could do it with them. So what a gift to do that. But it's, you know, you're getting some experience and some personal gratification. And because so many of us, that's a lot, a, a lot how some people started in the photo organizing world is that Maybe somebody passed away, so they had to do a montage, and it just got them started and realizing, oh my gosh, there's all this to do. So that's a great way, because not only will you get something done and have some really, really, really good memories to reconnect with, but it gives you a sense of what it would be like to work with you know, a client in that realm. So that's one thing. And the other thing, I think, is to, you know, like I mentioned, the physicality of residential organizing you know, takes its toll as you age. I mean, I love the physicality, but, you know, going up and down stairs and going to attics and basements and dragging and just pulling so much, it takes its toll. So I think that's another thing to think about your own health and your own safety that might make sense to niche somewhere else, you know, as you, as you age. It's such a great suggestion. I, I know you're going to get a lot of our listeners' minds kind of thinking because, we're all always trying to improve and and find that one thing that we're really passionate about and that we're experts in. And you've really just shown us how photo organizing can be a rewarding career. Let's pivot to our listeners and their business aspirations. And so you've worked as a business owner and manager for many, many years. So can you leave our listeners with two sticky notes that are action items that they can do this week to either take that next step in their business or to pivoting what their business is? Yes. And I would like to tell you one more thing before I yeah. come up with those, because this was a life-changing experience for me and I'm so grateful. So I'm an avid bicyclist and I bike most mornings with my boyfriend and our good friends and I'm fine. But unfortunately, three months ago, I had a very serious bicycle accident. I was in the hospital. I had a serious brain injury. I broke my right collarbone, blah, 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 lots of stuff. And then I turned 60 a month ago. So those two things together have changed my life. And thankfully, the healthcare team put me back together and I'm really almost back to normal. But what it really did for me, Sarah, was it gave me a total new place to think about what do I want to prioritize in my life personally and professionally? And what do I want to spend my life doing? And I was so grateful that I am in the photo organizing world because 
I'm telling you a story about my bicycle accident, but I'm with my clients telling their stories across the board. And to me, stories is really what the main theme of anybody working in photos, whether it's digital or printed or movies, it's stories. And people want their stories told and saved and secure. So I'm just very grateful that I had this accident, not that I wish it on anybody, but it gave me this perspective and gratitude that I just love what I'm doing. And it gives me a, a chance to relook at my life and make the most out of it. So I want to share that with my colleagues because, you know, some of us are in business and you're working so hard, working so many hours in wherever stage you are in your business. And sometimes it's hard to really step back and say, okay, what do I really want to be doing? What's important to me? And so I'm just sharing my personal experience that I think that's a great chance is to step back and look at what you're doing and make sure that you're passionate about it and that you're doing the best work that you want to be doing for your clients. So that I just wanted to share. Now to your question, Sarah, about two to-dos that I want my listeners to put on their to-do list. Well, I'm going to say one is to work on your own photo collection. And pick a small chunk because I don't want you to be overwhelmed just in your first, you know, checking things out. So either look at all the photos on your phone and decide you're going to better organize them or you're going to edit them or you're going to back them up because they're not backed up yet. Or you want to meet with your mom and dad who you're going to visit next week in Florida and you're going to ask them to bring out three boxes of photos and you're going to have a blast going through their printed photos and reconnecting on memories. So that's number one is to put some reasonable chunk of photo organizing for your family on your to-do list. And the second one is, I'm going to say go to APO because I think you asked about getting education and getting a better sense of what else is out there. And I've shown you a few niches, but there's even more. And so sort of get a better sense of what all the niches for photo organizing are that might tempt your interest and tempt your expertise. Because like I just listened to a podcast that was by a woman who used to be a teacher. And so teacher, right? We have a lot of teachers in NAPO. That's a great thing. You can help teach people technology. Or you're a social worker and you're really good in being therapeutic with your clients photo organizing, social worker, that's really good to be a therapeutic organizer. So I'll stop there, but I think that's a good way to sort of try to connect your passion and talents with the photo organizing industry. No, those are two great sticky notes, Bonnie. We really appreciate that. Where can our listeners connect with you online? They connect either Facebook. I have a Mariposa photo organizing on Facebook. They can email me, which I think you're going to give them my email address. And I'm open for any questions and any comments because we all help each other and we have such a fabulous industry where we collaborate with each other. We're not competitive, we're collaborative and that's what I love. So I'm open for anybody's needs. Yes, listeners, we will put all of Bonnie's contact information in today's show notes. Bonnie, thank you so much for your time, your expertise and for sharing your day-to-day behind the scenes with our listeners. 
Listeners, how about you? I always ask you every episode, what can you do today, this week to make a change in your life or your business for the better? Are you inspired to rethink your niche? Do you want to explore photo organizing? Are you really tech savvy? How can you help people get one step further in living a more organized and productive life? I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Stand Out. Thank you for being here with me and learning with me. If you like this podcast and if you're able to walk away with nuggets of inspiration or education, please leave us a review and let us know. We want to make sure we're doing a great job. You can also hit that subscribe button and you will be notified every time we hit a new episode to your podcast delivery system. We want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving us a review, please feel free to share this and every episode with your colleagues, your team, and whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.